listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey Faith, I got a question. Sure, what's your question? Do we have any new patrons to thank? We have some awesome patrons. Yay! We've got Sarah B. Sarah B. Trisha M. Trisha M. And Stephanie W. Stephanie W. Thank you guys so yeah. much. Thank you guys. And I'm going to start, I think we should redo a lot of the, the names that are more common so people know that it's them. But like we also don't want to put them on blast and dox them and stuff. I know. That's a, that's a thing. Because we do have, I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag, but we have quite a few Sarahs supporting the show. <laughs> Very awesome Sarahs. And uh, Thank I don't you want for them listening. to think that they're not getting that, you know, it's it's Sarah G who's getting all the thanks and Sarah B, poor Sarah B doesn't have any thanks. We could just make this the Sarah cast. We could. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this one's going out to you, Sarah. Yes. Ooh, wait, hang on real quick. Hi, you've reached Sarah's phone. It's us, the gender rebels. It's us. We're here to take a message at the tone. That was just a bonus for You're all, welcome, the Sarah, Sarah. all the Sarah patrons. <laughs> we'll we'll get the Alex's next time. Yeah. Hey Faith, I got another question. Yeah, what's your other question? I know we have a really good listener question and I really want to address it tonight. So my question for you is can you please read that listener question for us? So we have a really great question from Beth. Beth! Beth writes, hello, I really liked your transition video. Mm. That's actually on uh, uh, YouTube. Link Link down down below. below. Thank you so much for sharing it. I noticed that you came out to your partner in 2011, but you didn't start HRT until 2015. Was it ever hard for her knowing things about you, but not being able to talk with people about it? Or maybe she had people to talk to, but still, that's a long time to be in a state of uncertainty about the future. What about you? How were those years between telling her and deciding to go ahead with HRT. What advice would you or Kath have for a partner trying to cope with living in the closet and living in uncertainty about whether HRT will ever happen? I hope that's not too long of a question. It's not. Nope. No. So the video that Beth is referring to is my transition timeline parody. For those of you who are YouTube fans like I am, it's a very common trope. There's a lot of awesome trans people on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And some of them have, like, these timeline videos. Other timeline videos are shitty because they steal people's pictures from Facebook or stuff like that. Whoa, what? And then do timeline videos of them. Whoa, who are these people? What the fuck? I don't know. They're probably chasers. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, point is, I did a parody of that where, I don't want to spoil it, but just watch the video. Okay, spoiler alert. I mean, it's, it's, it's also a legitimate... Timeline video with a fun, wacky, Faithian twist. Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the video, go watch it now and then come back. We'll wait. We're fine. Just pause us. I slowly morph into a dragon at the end. Yes. Anyway. So the point was, yes. Like a really feminine, sexy dragon. All dragons are feminine and sexy. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. So I did actually come out to you at the 2011 or, or maybe 2012, mm-hmm. I forget, mm-hmm. and uh, I came out to you. But it was more of a journey than that because I got on HRT in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yes, 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's three years of kind of not really, of being in that kind of limbo. 
So refresh my memory, if you will, and and for our listeners also, there were a, a couple of milestones along the process of you, quote unquote, coming out to me. So was the 2011 the one where I found your your internet history or was 2011 when we had the conversation about you going back to cross-dressing or was 2011 the conversation about hrt i think it was all the 2011 was the 2011 i think was both you finding your internet history no no that was 2012 it was 2011 you didn't find my internet history you found my bookmarks your bookmarks i'm sorry i couldn't sleep and i was on your computer i couldn't sleep yeah so i'm like i'm just gonna go online because faith is asleep in, in your old apartment and yeah and got online and found extensive cross-dressing links in, and trans links lots and, of trans links you know too. what it was mostly the cross-dressing was stuff it? that jumped out at me oh, so either huh. the numbers were yeah. way skewed to cross-dressing or that's just what hmm. landed in my oh, mind okay i found her bookmarks and sat on that for a while i forget if i confronted you immediately or no it was a while i forget it was it, <clears throat> i forget exactly how long it was because mm. i wasn't i was asleep at the time <laughs> so, so you weren't aware that the clock had started ticking yes on discovery versus conversation yeah so okay. so you had that conversation with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i had told you that i was cross-dressing at the time and and or not at the time. I I had sort of crushed us before and kind of given it up. You were in a, a break. You I was in a break. Before I purged and gotten rid of all my stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, except for one dress and one pair of earrings that I really liked, that I I knew I could never get again. So, in she, just in case, she was terrified. For those of you who don't know the whole story, and, and it's in other episodes, but if you're just listening now, oh, I'm so sorry. You were sitting on the couch and you were like. You were rigid like a board, and you were, it was a tough conversation. Yeah, it was. I could tell. So, we- So, t- that was the first one. Yeah, then we didn't talk for probably, I guess, probably about a year. I mean, you had told me that's the thing I used to do, and I don't do anymore, and I was like, okay, there's stuff I used to do, and I yeah. don't do anymore. Okay. And I didn't do it at that point. Mm-mm. And I think, I, I attribute that kind of to um, quitting smoking. And I quit smoking, I got on HRT- for a week in like mm-hmm. 2010 mm-hmm. and i think i didn't for whatever reason the hrt didn't react with me well and i was just not really 100 percent sure about transitioning and so mm-hmm. i kind of stopped after about a week and i felt better when i stopped taking it so i don't know what was going on whatever that was um, what was right for you at the time and i also quit smoking to get on hrt and after quitting smoking put on like 30 35 pounds or so it was I, didn't, I wasn't pleased with how I looked, and mm. uh, I think that also played a part. Mm-hmm. None of my clothes fit. <laughs> so I it was mean, like, yeah, yeah. You know, so I kind of felt done with everything. And so then after. But you also didn't go back to smoking. I didn't. And you also didn't embark on a diet. Like, for whatever reason, for wherever you were in your life at that time, you had decided, I am a non smoking guy. This yeah. is who I am. This is my life. Mm-hmm. Moving on with this, and so then when we 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 continued dating, you were very nice about it. What and then it was like later. I I was at Beacon's Closet in Park Slope, Brooklyn, and found like a spread Calvin Klein dress in my size, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And it's like only like twelve dollars. And I was with a friend of mine. And I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna buy this." And it was a friend who knew about my 
gender fluctuations. Did you try it on before? No. Or did you just I, see it? Oh, it's my size. I'm getting yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. And I just bought it. And then I was like, <clears throat> and then I was like, you know, so I told you, I was like, I want to try this again. <laughs> and what was that like for you? Do you hear that? I said, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yeah. That's my memory of it. Is that your memory That's of it? That's my memory of it. Okay. You, I remember being horribly... I was actually... I, I had to spend the whole evening building up my courage. Really? To talk to you about it. Yeah. Aww. And then after I asked it, I was like, I'm thinking about... Maybe I should something again. And then you you were like, <laughs> awesome! Because I had a... I had like a, I, had, I think I had a month between jobs. That's it. Yeah. You're, yeah. We, we just call those breaks sabbaticals. So yeah. you had your sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And, and said, yeah, I was like, well, for my sabbatical, I am going to take that time. I'm going to take that month and and go nuts. I remember you sat me down and said, I I want to talk to you. Or I want to tell you something, something like that. Yeah. And I was scared. And I didn't have to be. It's okay. We're still together. You're listening to it right now. And she said, I am thinking about during this time off, maybe trying the cross-dressing thing again does that sound like how yeah, you would have put it probably it's slower <laughs> and, and more more terrified yeah <laughs> more breaks yeah you know uh, uh we get a glass of water about about halfway through that walk around the block yeah two-thirds well that. i'm gonna make dinner now so we'll get to the rest of this <laughs> but, later but, but 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 yeah yes that conversation was in this room as well four feet from where we are right now it was in this room yeah, so we were in the same apartment yeah, we, were, we lived together we lived together mm-hmm. at that point all right and Okay, what if I had been weird about it? I, then you had a lease with me. I did. I wasn't going to... Then I would have just not done it, I guess. Mm. Or, and just sort of repressed and, you know. Yeah. Or done it in secret like some people do. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to. I'm also um, glad I didn't have to. Thank you. I'm and, so glad you're cool. Uh-huh. Well, I feel bad. There was a thing, like the day of your last day of work at your shitty job, we celebrated. And I was hung over the next morning, and I wanted to call in sick. And you were really, really, <laughs> really, 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 really not happy that I wanted to do that. Yeah. And I feel bad, and I'm thinking, like, in retrospect, maybe because you were like, finally, this is finally did the first day. Did you actually call in sick? I've been literally you counting You did. I minutes. remember you called I in did. sick. Yeah. But you were so upset that I left I the remember house this. anyway. <laughs> I remember this, and I didn't, and I didn't actually uh, do anything that day because I was. I spent a while being terrified of you seeing me. Like I, I had a friend in Brooklyn who knew about me, and so I would like, you know, I was like, oh, I could guess I could go over to her place mm-hmm. and get dressed or something, and and then Kath wouldn't see me. So I was terrified that if you saw me dressed up, you would like, then that would be real. And you would be like, well, screw this relationship. It's over. But I took my hangover to a coffee shop. Well, you did. And, and then... I recovered from a hangover in a Aww, coffee I'm shop. Sorry, I said, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have gotten shit faced. I was celebrating your month of freedom yeah. and didn't know that that first day meant a lot. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Uh, but you, then you were super nice. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. But you were super nice because when before I wanted you to see me, you went to like a coffee shop or a bar or something and had a drink or a coffee or something. And while well, I got ready and then I went out. And then hung out with my friend and and then came back. <laughs> and then you saw me. I do remember yeah. the first time that I saw you. Yeah. 
And before I tell the story, it's important that everyone knows that I have a malfunctioning tear duct. And this is important because, like, in general, I'm always sort of swiping at my left eye, which is annoying. Thanks, Rocket. Which is annoying. And I've had surgery. And it's, like, better, but it's still sort of weepy, especially if it's windy or I have allergies or anything. So, I remember you standing in the foyer where I can't see you. Yeah. And me sitting on the couch. And you calling out, are you ready? And I said, I'm ready. And you came into the living room and I could see you. And I had to wipe a tear away, but it wasn't a crying tear. Yeah. It was a fucked up tear duct tear. tear. Yeah. And I was nervous about how you interpreted that yeah. tear. Did you I see actually me don't do remember that? this? Okay, good. Yeah, because I wasn't crying. Okay, when I saw you yeah. so pretty, I was. It was really my. Mm-hmm. It was left eye. You've seen me wipe my left yeah. eye a million times. So I did that, and you looked so gorgeous. Aww. And that was that was the beginning. That was, and so that kind of became a little more regular. Mm-hmm. We had and a party. We had a party. We came out to people, and and uh, I just remember there was a friend of yours who you would have like go out or have dinner with or something, and she was like, "Faith is transgender," and like. <laughs> What are you going to do when she transitions? And you were like, I don't think she will. No, she didn't put it that way. She said, oh. what if Faith wanted to transition? And since you had never said it to me, yeah. I assumed you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, okay. I completely dragged you yeah. through this like unknowing. There's, it's a process. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Is. I said, well, I don't think she does because she hasn't said anything to me. But if she did, that'd be cool. And the thing is... Our friend asked me this like three or four times. Yeah. So you were talking with her though. I Because she's queer I, and she's... I know I tried to, but in that particular case, we just never okay. connected over that. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that you had had that discussion, which made her come to me with that question of how would you be if yeah. Faith wanted to transition? And I said fine but she doesn't and i feel like i even recounted that to you like yeah betty said the weirdest thing today not the weirdest but she said like what if you wanted to transition and i'm like i don't know i guess everyone's not as queer as you betty because if faith wanted to transition she would have told me yeah and she hasn't so guess uh we're pretty vanilla white bread sorry about that (laughs) and this is anyway i'm gonna go to bed meanwhile faith is in the living room like oh fuck this is actually something that i want to discuss that is very important for people who are transgender and understand and people who are cis to understand and and the partners of transgender people to understand is that transition is such a huge deal it's such a huge life change if not the biggest life change you can make Mm -hmm. and it's it's scary and people are, are generally scared and it's still kind of like a little bit in the freaky category for our society. At the moment. At the moment. In 2018, and, yeah. And so it's it's scary and like, you just, you know, for so many trans people like me, it was just an idea of like, well, if I don't absolutely want to go out today and start taking hormones and get surgeries and all this stuff, and I can't, and if I can afford it, uh, you know, etc., if I'm worried about my job, if I'm worried about my family, whatever, then I must not really be trans. Because if I was truly trans, then this wouldn't, and no obstacles would even matter to me. Because yes. then I would just need to jump right in. Yes. 
and be because that's the only way I can be happy. So it's easy to perceive it as a binary. Either you are or you aren't. Yeah. You are trans or you're not. And if you're trans, that means you're talking to a doctor and you're taking hormones and you're looking into surgery and you're coming out at work and you're coming out to your family, you're coming out to your partner and you're living that way 24-7. Yeah, and you have no compunctions. And you have no, yeah, you have no fear. No fear. You have no qualms. You recognize the risks and the challenges and you jump in anyway. Guys, guys, listeners, this is sort of the true trans thing. Yeah. We got to do an episode on true trans. Capital T, true, capital T, trans, trademark, is that idea that everyone's known since the moment they were born. Everyone's been 100% sure. Yeah. Everyone's been borderline suicidal because of their dysphoria. That is just not how it is. I don't know the percentages. Maybe most people are like that. Maybe a fraction of people are like that. But... Of course you're going to be unsure. You live in a society that's telling you to not be this. Yeah. Every step of the way, you're told that's not okay. You don't do that. Boys don't do that. Girls don't do that. End of discussion. Of course you're conflicted. Oh my God. Yeah. Those kids who aren't conflicted had the tiniest bit of envy. I I don't want to say envy because... Often, like you said, suicidal ideation or self harm can often be a part of that, mm-hmm. and obviously, that's something I wouldn't wish on anyone. Mm-hmm. So, as a trans person, true yeah, trans. I would say not every trans person is true trans, obviously, obviously, and and that's a kind of stupid myth. And hopefully, you know, as we become more normal in society, that won't be like the ideal, and, mm-hmm. and people won't be doubting. So, I was doubting seriously, of and course. it's a tough decision, of course. I did ultimately decide to try HRT again mm-hmm. and went to you on, was it, it was the day after? No, it was like after, it was around Thanksgiving of 2015. I'm not sure when it was, but I know where it was. It was in a bar. It was in a bar and uh, it was in our na- regular neighborhood bar and mm-hmm. I forget what we were doing, but we were, we had had like a full day and of fun adventures and it was like a weekend day and and then weekday weekend day and then you and i had sat down of like this full day of awesome adventures Mm -hmm. and we and then we sat down on our pints and then there's a couch by the window and if Mm. you can get that couch then you win that's awesome yeah and yeah we were sitting there the bar was empty i remember that it's weird it's one of our favorite bars but it's often empty maybe because they're cash only the bar was empty. The bar was empty. Saturday and, or Sunday night. And I had decided bar. to ask you. And I, and you know, I was like, I wanna, I'm thinking about going on HRT and transitioning and doing this for real. And I don't want to do this if you're not comfy with that. And I could have been happy. I could have been functional. Yeah. I won't say I would have been as happy as I have been when transition, but I would have been fine. I mean, it would have been a sacrifice on my part, but not like the hugest sacrifice that anyone has ever made. Um, so yeah how did you feel about that one awesome yeah this is great hooray hooray yes do this yes yeah because you're awesome stop let's do this obviously you liked it because you're doing this show but yeah yeah i'm i'm not like uh anti no so what would you say to beth partners and other partners and partners of trans people who are kind of in that middle area not really sure I feel like my situation isn't necessarily representative of all situations, so please bear that in mind if what I'm saying doesn't really resonate with you. If any partners are listening or, you know, trans folk who are in a partnership, 
If you're listening, please feel free to write us, write me, send questions or thoughts or even just vent because it's complicated. There's there's a lot of variables here and everyone is going to react in a different way. To answer the question, how I felt was I felt excited. I felt interested. I felt lucky. I like neuroscience and women's studies and biology and endocrinology and I like gender and the question of gender and feminism and and this is stuff I'm fascinated by. I also love you and want you to be happy and if that's what you decided is going to make you happy probably as best as you can tell no one can predict the future. I was on board. Yeah. I still am on board as you can tell. Yes. Good boy. So I was able to respond enthusiastically and supportively. I understand that some of our listeners are parents. Some of our listeners have families or live in areas of the country or the world where this isn't okay or is less okay. I understand that there are cis partners like me with trans partners who are having a much harder time of it, who have more, I don't know, more difficulties to overcome, who won't have a supportive workplace, mm-hmm. who won't have the kind of health care you need. I understand that there are so many factors involved. Our particular case, in a liberal city, yeah. where you have job protections and a health care plan, and I have a reasonably liberal family who would probably support me, and you have a, you know, a sane family for the most part who would maybe probably support you as it turned out they were okay but at the time we didn't really know like we went into this with some headwind you know we had some advantages and that's not necessarily the case for everyone so I was able to I guess indulge my interests and my love for you and my desire for you to be happy we don't have kids we're not in a church like there's a couple of things that we just don't have to worry about and Boy, is that great. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so great. That is. Some people have kids and like belonging to their church and live in areas that they love but aren't necessarily default supportive of something like this. It's a whole different question, but ultimately it comes down to the two partners and recognizing the risks and the trouble that go along with it and deciding to jump in or deciding that you know, no life is perfect, and maybe remaining with your presentation of your assigned gender, maybe that's just how it has to be. Everyone's got to make their own decision, and you are the expert on your life, and you got to make that decision yourself. That being said, as a partner, I'm glad I was able, yeah. and we were able to go ahead with but this. But what if you're a cis partner and your trans partner's like, uh, I don't know. I've got Good these feelings, question. but I don't really know what what's going on. So that was the actual question, Beth's yeah. question. Thank you, Beth. Which was that time in between. Mm-hmm. That time in between that first, mm, I'm thinking of cross-dressing, to that stepping to another entire thing of I'm going to start HRT. That time in between where your partner is trying to decide, it, it, do I want to take that dive. Yeah. Do I want to move to that next step? And how as the cis partner, how to be, what to think, how to how to help. And in that case, you know, it's a matter of assessing your life situation. It's 
how unhappy is your partner in their cis presenting assigned at birth presenting life how how much distress is that how much dysphoria are we talking about not everyone is on the brink of suicide until they transition some people just have sort of ish dysphoria some people can get by with some cross-dressing and some nights out with the girls and sometimes that's the best option in other cases it's gotta happen and regardless of your career family location kids regardless of the situation this has to happen and in that case the cisgender partner has to think about you know your future like do you stay together does the relationship continue and i always bring Mm -hmm. this up and i feel bad because it feels like such a downer but i do want cis partners to recognize that sometimes you might love this person very 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 much but that might not be a relationship that can survive you can't make yourself be gay you can't make yourself be straight you can't this this is the whole thing if your partner changes gender it's a very different relationship on the other side of that so i don't want to judge anyone who chooses one way or another i want you to trust yourself in making your decision about what to do in this situation and and that's what i would do is trust yourself assess your situation what what's going to be best yeah what's going to be best for your family for your partner but also what's going to be best for you don't leave yourself out of this equation so my advice for cisgender partners with maybe a trans partner maybe a cross-dresser partner or maybe just you know a cisgender partner who's sort of interested and or curious they could be gender queer they could be gender queer non-binary of, yeah. agender yeah support your partner Obviously, this is someone you love. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have hooked up with them and and, and gone in for the long haul if yeah. you didn't love them. Support them. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing, but you do have to think about your life, your plan, maybe your kids, maybe your career, maybe your family, yeah. and keep that all in mind too. I wish I could give a really absolute black and white answer. No, it's a complex question. But there's a lot of variables yeah. in everyone's life. Let's just understand that your partner is. Probably not being wishy washy. Mm-hmm. Uh, your partner's probably weighing all these things in their head. And mm-hmm. I would say, if you're the the trans person or if you're the partner, be open and communicate. Because I I didn't always do this properly, but mm-hmm. just being able to explain to your partner that like, yeah, I have these feelings. I think transition might be good because of X, Y, and Z. Or I think transition scares me because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And let them know keep let them be a part of this process let them understand because honestly transition is not something that happens for every trans person and a lot of trans people do take a very long time myself included to figure this out Mm -hmm. and that's not because people are being wishy-washy or don't know what they're doing or change their mind over time or, or rather change their identity over time or who they are inside it's because they're trying to figure this all out mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. as that trans person or as that queer person in that relationship like be honest be open let's have like share this discussion with your partner let them know what's going on in your head if you feel safe having that discussion yeah that's true and for the partner i would say listen and and also share your own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your own thoughts your own thought process if you're hesitant if you're if you're anxious if you think of a bunch of potential problems 
your partner's probably thought of them already, so yeah. you might as well talk about it. If you say this is going to be hard for little Gladys in third grade, your partner has thought of that. So now you yeah. get to talk about how it's going to be hard and how maybe you can make it easier. Don't hide your concerns. I don't know. My mother, my sister, uh, my my brother who's a priest might yeah. have a problem with that. Communication. Your partner has thought of that. You can talk about it. It's okay. Honesty and communication. It all comes down to this basic stuff with these relationship questions, I think. Sorry if it sounds like a cliche, but it is true. It is. Well, Beth and everyone, I hope that addresses the question or the majority of the issues you brought up. And I would say also, you might want to check out our episode part-time, link right down below, where we also talk about a lot of the same, where we talk about kind of a similar topic. There's a little bit of Venn overlap Mm -hmm. and a little bit of expansion in some other areas that you might find helpful. Because in a lot of cases, that uncertainty is partnered with part-time. Where you can be out to some of your friends, but not to your family. Or you can be out to some of your coworkers, but not to your boss. Things like that. The part-time episode will be helpful with just dealing with that in-between zone. Whether that means transition is going to happen or not, whatever. But in some cases, some people will know about you and some people won't. And how to to navigate that. So thank you for the question, Beth. Yes, Beth, thank you so much. And thank you to all our patrons. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. All right. We'll talk to you next time. All right, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at The Gender Rebels. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2018. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye. Can you please read that listener question for us? While Faith looks up the question, I will sing sing a song. We can do both at the end, or we can do this wacky song. Wacky. (laughs) I'm more into blues. Okay, I'm actually not into blues. It's very sad. Better Uh, than jazz, though. Yeah, oh, anything's better than jazz. Well, modern country. I don't want to have to pick. I don't. I don't want to have this conversation right now. Okay, fine. Here's so we have <laughs> so we have a really great question from Beth, and for our listeners also, there were. Is your thirst slaked now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. There were. There were a a couple of.